Welcome to The Machine, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-hosts, Jeff Rowe and Lee. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Welcome back, everyone, and we thank you for joining us into these discussions of time travel. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-host, Jeff Rowe, as the huge. And we're going to pick up where we left off on the last episode titled Time Travel. Now, this is the continuance to that. Uh, when Jeffro and I get into discussions, sometimes we just let it carry on. We'd like to break the episodes up so that we're not bending your ear for a good two hours. So we like to spread it out for you guys to maybe ponder what we've put out there already and continue and that's what we're going to do here. So we're going to pick up where we left off. Enjoy time travel part two. But again, going to these ideas, time travel, I think time travel is absolutely possible because I think they're all, you know, the past, present, and future is happening all at once. We just need to be able to find a way to traverse that gap in between uh, the timeline. Cause I think multiple timelines are happening all at once. So there, you don't have to bend space time. You only got to traverse gravity maybe. And I think that I, I do think that's somewhat what Tesla was talking about with his time travel and gravity. But of course, I don't know because I've never read any of his stuff, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just another way to possibly think about it. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. You know, when you start thinking about it, um, one of the things that, uh, you know, kind of triggered this time travel thing, you know, not only going out of the um, the Donald Trump series with Baron Trump and, you know, that whole time travel piece, but uh, also, you know, everybody has TikTok and whatnot and everybody sees videos or maybe, you know, you're on social media, you see this or that. And uh, one of the things that I happened to stumble upon was... Uh, it was a confessions of a time traveler from 3036. I shared that video with you. you <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, while you and I both agreed, we're watching this video and we're going, okay, this seems like a very staged video, right? Right. It seemed like it was performance art. It, it absolutely did. And, you know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. That was our take. This gentleman claims to be from 3036. He says, nobody has hair because of the radiation. Um, we've started stepping into that with cell phones. Cell phones are banned in the future. Um, he says, uh, you know, there's, there's a big natural disaster about to happen. And this summer of 2021 in California, he goes on to talk about a big blackout in 2052 due to terrorism. And it takes like humanity 20 years to restore power i don't know was it humanity or is it the u.s i can't remember it would make sense if it was the u.s huh if it was a terrorism uh, it was, i think it was something like it took five years to restore power 20 years to get everything back to normal is that what it was okay lines. yeah okay. something like that well that makes sense but he goes on he goes on with these different things and uh one of them was a chip like uh going through the coronavirus days and it, the weird part about it is it's like some of the stuff that he's talking about in this video we're kind of seeing possibility of unfolds now we're talking conspiracy theories and 
this is going to be one of them uh, with uh, vaccinations. He says, uh, you know, people will be chipped. Anybody who isn't, uh, you know, vaccinated won't get chipped. And as of right now, the Biden administration is talking about not letting people on airplanes, you know, domestic or international. If you haven't been vaccinated, you can't get in an airplane. And they're even talking about if you haven't been vaccinated, you can't have a license to drive. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of that. Have, have you read no, on I it? I haven't seen that. It's, I it's haven't crazy. Seen any of that, no. It's crazy. So, I mean, that's that's definitely, you know, a way to force people to take a vaccination. That's that's controlled. Make no mistake of it. But he's talking about that in this video. He says, "Yeah, when it happens, you know, everybody gets chipped through the uh, was it the, the Bill Gates Foundation or something like that." Well, he said something along the lines that it was. Uh, the world wasn't run by countries anymore because of several world wars. Right. And right. that the, the world actually is, is run and dominated by three separate corporations. One was the Rothschild corporation. One was a uh, Amazon and one was a, a agave or something, which was mm. the Bill Gates one. Right. And which he ends up saying that uh, those two actually end up becoming combined the uh, Amazon. Right. It's like Gave Amazon or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he goes on to say, you know, people get chipped. That's how they monitor you. That's how they see, you know, check your health. Um, we have AI technology that tells us, you know, how our younglings are doing or, or babies or whatever. Um, they, yeah, robots raise our children. Robots yeah. raise our children. Right. Even procreating, you know, it's allowed one. What do you say? Three times every year. Three times a year for those who aren't sick. For those three who times qualify. A year, those who qualify. I mean, that almost sounds like China too, right? Like, it, it, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does. You know, full control, full control, absolute control. You, be, you know, but I, society becomes automatons. Yeah, and maybe, and anybody can go online and watch this video. By the way. It's uh, Confessions of a Time Traveler from 3036. Uh, he goes on to say how the, the air is in the future is just riddled with radiation. He goes on to say that uh, what we see in our zoos now is not what we will see in the zoos or what he would see in the zoos in you know, the future 3036 or you know, what do you say, like 80 years from now because of the the catastrophes that we're about to face, they say like, what do you say? Like the, the common pets that we have now is what they place in zoos because things go so bad. <laughs> yeah. They said large, large animals, like large, uh, I don't know if the fawn is the correct, correct word, but large animals, like large cats and, and uh, buffaloes and, and yeah. elephants, they're, they're all extinct. This is small. Right. Oh my. Right. Right. Uh, it's yeah. just small, like squirrels and cats, house, house pets, you know, yeah. dogs, are, are what they consider exotic animals. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And it gets to the point where he says, you know, we figure out the radiation was has gotten so bad that we've emitted so much radiation into the atmosphere that cell phones are banned. Here's where things started to kind of, you know, because like I, I like history, right? You and I, we both we both like history. Is it safe to say that? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Dig, right? Right. We're critical thinkers. Um, toward the end of this video, he started wrapping it up and he says, 
around 30, 36 is when people figure out a truth that your powers in the elite already know, even today, is that there is a supreme race, a supreme being, and it's not humanity. It's the Anunnaki. And they come back. And we've talked about, uh, I, I may have mentioned the Anunnaki from time to time. And uh, this is when we're talking about ancient Mesopotamia times and, and things like that. But he goes on to talk about how we find out that we are not that special, damning truth almost. And I bring that up because like we had said while we were talking about time travel. So here's a small clip of Bubba Vanga and how she had come to be the Nostradamus almost of uh, her time and her people. Let's have a listen. Novo Selo, Bulgaria, 1923. A 12-year-old peasant girl, Vangelia, is playing with her cousins in a field when she gets caught up in a freak storm. She was carried off into the air by tornado. And they found her motionless body in the field. And strangely, her eyes were completely caked with sand and dust. And she said that she couldn't open them without excruciating pain. And what then began was a decline in her ability to see. After the accident, Vangelia developed a striking ability to predict the future and began making accurate revelations for the local population. By the 1980s, Vangelia, who adopted the name Baba Vanga, had given thousands of accurate predictions and gained a reputation as the Nostradamus of the Balkans. Baba Vanga said that she could see in her mind's eye. And when she would look at a person, she said that she could see their whole life in its totality, complete, from birth through their life until death, as if she were watching a movie. She was the study of many Bulgarian and Soviet scientists who scientifically started testing her and interviewing her and the people that she read. And they have found that it is an 80% accuracy. Her predictions were actually very accurate, which tells us that the ability to retrieve information beyond this earth plane has nothing to do with our five senses. In fact, when she became blind, it is as if her other senses develop to receive messages and information about the future. Among her numerous claims were predictions relating to world events many which would later come true. New York City, September 11th, 2001. American president will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. Two planes hijacked by members of a terrorist group called Al-Qaeda crash into the World Trade Center, taking the lives of nearly 3,000 innocent civilians. Sumatra, Indonesia, December 26, 2004. 
a huge wave will cover a big coast, covered with people and towns, and everything will disappear beneath the water. A 9.1 magnitude earthquake off the coast of the island creates a devastating tsunami, completely engulfing over 3,000 miles of land and claiming the lives of over 230,000 people. Washington, D.C., January 20th, 2009. The 44th president of the United States will be an African-American man. Everyone will put their hopes in him. I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear. Barack Obama, an African-American senator from Illinois, is sworn into office as the 44th president of the United States. Congratulations, Mr. President. We must remember these amazing things are coming from someone who was born a peasant, who has not read books, had a slight maybe functional literacy with Braille, but she essentially has no access to televisions, no access to movies. This is coming out of her interiority. Baba Vanga proclaimed her prophetic abilities not only allowed her to tap into an unknown realm of information, but it also put her in contact with extraterrestrials. Baba Vanga has talked about these extraterrestrials that are invisible, or more like they are presences like clear reflections of water shimmering. And they shared with her many secrets which she says are locked inside the scriptures of many religions. They have to wonder with her where she was getting this information. Is it possible she was able to access some kind of knowledge that's out there that normal people cannot access baba vega the right. prediction woman yeah uh, she had mentioned in the year 3036 humanity will learn a horrible truth so right and he he also mentions in there that uh, what we find out is the world goes through these 6300 year cycles oh yeah yeah good point uh, and and he goes uh, within those 6,300 year cycles, there's always a birth and a rebirth. Like you said, I, I don't know how much of the video I would subscribe to as if it was real, but just well, because I mean, how much just because it is... might not be real doesn't mean maybe some of the information isn't. Right. And, and how much bullshit is bullshit, right? And you don't know how much bullshit is bullshit until it's not, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you could sit here and say, you know, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. And then, you know, a catastrophic happening and this coming summer happens in California. You're like, wait a minute, this guy kind of called on that. He right. said uh, well, this was going to happen. Is it a coincidence? Is, and now you start to look into that. I, I don't know. I, I will say what struck me, um, if if any of our listeners, listeners out there are into uh, sacred numerology or, or sacred geometry, the number uh, 6,300 is significant in the ages celestial time so it's something that we may uh, venture into in later podcasts again laying the groundwork for something in the future for you guys to look forward to uh we'll, we'll touch on sacred numerology later on but yeah you know he he does it seems as though he he's tapping into some of the sacred knowledge that you know people claim is hidden knowledge right and uh if he's 
weaving a lie or weaving a story, he's touching base on a bunch of different elements, which is interesting. And everything from the 5G and the radiation to uh, something like uh, those great times of uh, celestial events, because I'm not exactly sure the exact orbit of the planet X. Body, you know, yeah. Is it, is it well, there, well, there's actually a heavenly body out there that NASA has identified and they call it planet X, but they're saying that there's no way it's a viable planet for life because of the orbit is so large. I, I, I think the orbit might be right around 6,300 years, which is very interesting. And it does seem as though our written history only goes back about what? 3000 years. And if it goes back 3000 years and, and, this age that he's talking about is 3036. That's now 3,000 years. That would be, and it does seem if you look at some of these ancient civilizations and some of these other scenarios where you have these rise and rises and falls of civilizations, it does seem like there's a total catastrophe that wipes out um, the majority of, of civilization, like every 6,300 years, every, you know, 12,600 years, you know. It's interesting because there's some there's some matching of that story. It's and again those twelve thousand six hundred those numbers are important for people who uh, might know it. <laughs> um, it's interesting. It kind of lines up with some of the Vedic texts as well. Uh, those time spans. Um, yeah, and you know what? This could be just a couple of guys who are into this stuff, just like you and I are. And decided, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make a claim that this guy is from the future, and this is, you know, we're headed for. A, one of the things I found interesting, it wasn't, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't coming back to warn anybody. You know, you hear some of these because right. he's not the first guy to come out and say, "Oh, I'm from the future." You know, right? There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's plenty. There's quite a few videos if you guys want to go down the rabbit hole. Sure, uh, but this guy just comes out and he says he was caught stealing because I guess in his time, you know, fruit and water was free. He's one of the things that I love that he did say in the video. He's like, I found it absolutely absurd that you guys are paying for water. Right. Um, you bottle it and you pay for it. You know, there's no whistle blowing. Right. Like, as far as I know, there's not, I mean, unless this video itself is a kind of like a you know warning or whistleblow, whatever, but in, in the video, he was just kind of like, talking to this guy who wanted to do this interview with him. And he just says, look, I just happened to be here, you know, and, and the, the video starts, he says, I accidentally got here. And then later on in the video, he says, I wasn't being completely truthful about that. And, and then, then he disappeared. Then he, well, they claim that they found a guy who's was found burnt. Like the body was burnt and his left hand where this quote unquote chip would be was cut off and, no, no longer with the body or the remains. Right. Yeah. Well, one one of the uh, one of the things about this guy was that he had no no history. They they couldn't find any discernible like fingerprints. He didn't match up with anybody. The DNA didn't match up with anybody. Tested his DNA. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, that, that they, was the they, claim. They, right. That was the claim, and there was no um, there was no way to identify this bot this guy. And then whenever this miscellaneous body came out this john doe uh, they they said they couldn't identify the body and it just so happened he was missing the same hand that this quote-unquote time traveler had a chip in that was x-rayed by the interviewer 
and get paid for. They did. A, they went into a walk-in clinic to, you know, pay for an X-ray, and they they found a chip in there of some sign, or, or they didn't know if it was a chip. But it wasn't. An, it was a, a foreign object, um, in in the shape of a like a little pill or whatever. Um, but no, it, it you know, like you said, it's an interesting video. Uh, um, going along my ideas and, and, and my sense of reality, uh, even if it was quote unquote a hoax or, or a piece of performance art, just because uh, it might quote unquote be fake doesn't mean the information is, and it is not real. Maybe they might've come across some of this information in, in a dream or something along those lines. And maybe some of the stuff that uh, he was claiming if not fact, maybe it had some some truth and some you know, elements of a warning in there. You know, basically, uh, if, if you watch it, I, I take from it, you know, be careful about conforming. Be careful about just, you know, accepting everything without questioning it, which is sort of, you know, along the lines of this podcast. You know, uh, the one thing we always ask is that you guys question. And you might not always get the answer you want, and and you might. I, that, I, I take that message from the video, if nothing else. I think it, one of, one of my favorite quotes I I like from Benjamin Franklin. Okay, because <laughs> I'm going back. Benjamin Franklin, uh, you know, he said, "If you're willing to give up liberty and security, you will get neither, and you deserve neither." Yes, and, that's yes, I've heard that before. Have you? Okay, so it's, it's a very yeah, good quote. Some, somewhere along those lines, yeah, absolutely. As far as time travel goes. Yeah, I think it's very well possible. I think, you know, just like anything else, if it's a, if it is and we have the technology to do it right now, you're not going to know about it. I'm not going to know about it. We will never know about it. There I'm sure there are plenty of other things that we don't know about and you say, "Well, how can they keep it secret for so much?" Yeah. Well, let me I'll tell you what. Let me um let me dive down the rabbit hole a little bit. So, okay. I've, I've touched on the basis of possibly being able to obtain information from the future, right? Right. Um, now, let's talk about the the possibility and plausibility of actually going to the past. Now, going off the idea of the Fibonacci sequence or some sort of spiral, um, you and I had discussed that issue going back probably what year or two ago. I, I postulated that with you, and then recently I came across a video on YouTube that almost confirmed some of this information. There's a, there's a professor at the University of Connecticut. He's a theoretical physicist, and his name's uh, Dr. Ronald Mallet. Okay, and this, uh, this documentary uh, was filmed in 2003. So this is information that he had back in 2003. He, he was doing some research, and in his research, yeah, so Ronald Mallet, who is his professor at the University of Connecticut, he's a theoretical physicist. And one of his dreams was to be able to travel back in time. He lost his father at a young age, around the age of 10. And um, it spurred him on this lifelong journey of being able to travel back into the past to you know, possibly save his father's life or at least be able to spend some time with him. And this video that I came across of him uh, was produced back in 2003. So we, we have a guy who has some of this information or has this uh, theory uh, – of being able to create and send information into the past. And what his theory was based on was uh, several 
layers. I don't know if it was hundreds or thousands of layers of crisscrossing lasers going in a square pattern. So you have two lasers come from the east, two lasers coming from the west, two lasers coming from the north, two lasers coming from the south. And you create a box in the middle. Okay. And then you just layer these and you slightly turn them as you go up. So it creates sort of this spiral image. Um, and maybe, you know, we could post something on, on the website for people to, to visually see this. Um, but in doing so, what this kind of creates when you look down in, into the middle of this machine is you kind of see what, you know, we were discussing earlier um, about sort of like a Fibonacci sequence. Okay. And I'm going to really butcher his theory, but basically uh, a, a quick example of it is um, his, his plan was based off of ring lasers and its properties off the context of Einstein's general theory of relativity. Okay. And he argued that the ring lasers would produce a limited amount of frame dragging, which might be measured experimentally. Okay. And what frame dragging is, they say the only way to be able to go back in time is to go faster than the speed of light. Well, you can't go faster than the speed of light except for one place in nature. And that is in or near the event horizon of a black hole, meaning the event horizon is right up to the point where you could escape without being sucked into the black hole. Okay, at that point, light slows down. And if at that point, light slows down, you can then go faster than the speed of light. The visual example would be something along the line of if you had coffee, uh, if you had a cup of coffee, you take your spoon and you swirl the cup of coffee, right? Right. You swirl the cup of coffee and you create a little vortex in the middle of your cup. You remove your cup and you put a coffee bean. You put a coffee bean in, in your cup. What you'll see is that coffee bean will continue around the vortex, but it'll never go into the middle. Okay. So the coffee bean is right on the horizon of the vortex before it goes down in. Okay. So that's sort of what he's trying to create with this spiral staircase for the lack of a better term of lasers. Okay. And his quote or one of his quotes is an Einstein's Einstein's general theory of relativity, both matter and energy can create a gravitational field. This means that the energy of a light beam can produce a gravitational field. My current research considers both the weak and strong gravitational fields produced by a single continuously circulating unidirectional beam of light in the weak gravitational field of a uni unidirectional ring laser. It is predicted that a spinning neutral particle when placed in the ring is dragged around by the resulting gravitational field. So he's trying to create the same thing in the coffee cup with the lasers, hoping that he can create a, a, a event horizon effect with the lasers, slow it down enough to where he, the laser itself can go faster than the light. Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically he's using the frame dragging uh, relativity you know, one of which is one of Einstein's theories, not as well known as the relativity theory, but it's one of his things. And he, he continues real quick. He goes, for the strong gravitational field of a circulating cylinder of light, I have found new exact solutions of the Einstein field equations for the exterior and interior gravitational fields 
of the light cylinder. The exterior gravitational field is shown to contain closed time-like lines. Okay, the presence of closed time-like lines indicates the possibility of time travel into the past. This creates the foundation for a time machine based on a circulating cylinder of lights, and that was his hypothesis. And this goes back to 2003, my friend. Now, I took that information. I I uh, absorbed it, and I processed it. And something struck me, as things usually do, and I'm either crazy or maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. Um, but this well, is 2003. We may be crazy, but it keeps us <laughs> we may be crazy. Insane. Right. Well, there you go. That, that's, that's a great quote. Maybe we should hold on to that. But let me ask you a question. So 2003, and science hasn't progressed in the last 18 years, 17 and a half years. Yeah. Like there yeah. hasn't been any steps <laughs> forward. So let me ask you. Between 2003 and now, what has been a major event in science that has happened between then and now as far as theoretical science? Okay, and let me, let me go back to the numbers again. You know, This is something that I referenced back when we talked about water. Again, time in and time out whenever you guys listen to that podcast, you're going to see and hear these numbers pop up throughout the rest of your life more than likely. And I have found this myself unintentionally. It's unbelievable. But in 2012 what was found by the scientific community well you know it was around 2012 that we had the uh super hydron collider yes and it was it it was they were also higgs boson they were discovered to try to recreate what was to lamest term i guess the big bang recreate well they found what would they called the god particle the god particle right the higgs boson but what else did they end up creating within the Large Hadron Collider? Black hole. Oh, so you're telling me That's that Ronald Mallet in 2003 said that the way that you can slow down time is to get light to something that has an event horizon like a black hole. And the way to be able to travel back into time would to be slow down light. So that we can go faster than the speed of light. That's really what what the what it was created for is to try to create a sustainable black hole. July 4th, 2012, and scientists from CERN, the European Agency for Nuclear Research, step in front of hordes of journalists to unveil a scientific discovery that signals a new dawn in understanding our universe. It is a milestone. I think we can all be proud. But the Higgs discovery also reveals how much we still don't understand. Now we really want to go beyond that model because we know that it does not explain everything we see in our universe. As a matter of fact, it only explains 4% of the matter which we have in our universe. So there's much missing. And with the next phase of the LHC, we are now hoping to make new discoveries which go beyond our present understanding. In June 2015, the system was turned back on after a significant upgrade, and this time delivering twice the energy used during the Higgs discovery. The scientists say they could be on the path to discover the gravitational forces that hold our galaxy in place, and even, potentially, miniature black holes. There's theories out there which 
suggests that these microscopic black holes could be produced in high energetic proton-proton collisions. And if we indeed find first signs of these microscopic black holes, then this could open the path to new extra dimensions in our universe. But for the team that first discovered the Higgs, now it's not just what they think they might find, but what they've never seen coming. I would say I have two dreams. One, one of course, is to, ha to see something completely unexpected. And of course, there's also maybe uh, another aspect. There are fundamental theories that, that are incredibly elegant, incredibly beautiful on how they explain a lot of the mysteries that we have in, in our fundamental laws of physics. But if they were able to create a, even a tiny black hole, if this laser research had developed from 2003 to 2012, at any point, the second they were able to create a miniature black hole with the Bose Higgs and like, I'm not a scientist, but you can't tell me that there's some correlation. And then we're, we're going to, we're going to hit a, we're going to hit a numbers podcast here sooner or later. But what's interesting about the large Hadron Collider is it's 27 kilometers long, the ring. What's two plus seven yeah. is nine. Right. And nine again, the number of times water is mentioned in Genesis. Okay. Uh, okay. The time traveler said that, uh, there are cycles of 6,300 years. If you reduce that number down to a single digit, you get a number what? Okay, Six plus that, three? You said that kind of fast. Okay. I'm trying yeah, to... I'm sorry. No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll slow it down. So if you take the number 6,300 years. Right. Right. So 6,300 and you reduce right. that down to one number. Six plus three is nine. Plus zero is nine. Plus zero is nine. So you got the number nine again. But that's just, you know. That's just, you know, I don't know where to place that, but it has some importance to sacred numerology. Um, but again, this Ronald Mallet in 2003 is talking about the possibility of being able to travel in time if you could slow down the speed of light. And the only place you can slow down the speed of light is around a black hole. 2012, we create a black hole and his technology, all of a sudden, <laughs> it doesn't progress. No, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, who <laughs> they spend that much money on that thing. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars, right? And where, right. where, where was this? Was this because it wasn't Switzerland, Switzerland. OK, that's right. Switzerland. Right. This and I, I don't, I don't want to I don't kill a dead horse real quick. But uh, what, what do what did we cover? There was a there was a podcast that we covered on here that speculated a fracture in time or a fracture in, in a timeline. Remember what that was? Gosh. The Mandela effect. The Mandela right? effect. Yeah, it was a Mandela effect. And when, when, was even when do a theory, lot of people. Yeah, there yep. was a theory that you and I had talked about um, recently. I, I think we actually covered it in the uh, was it the Trump episodes or the water episodes about uh, the theory of 2012. Yes. Everybody being dead. Yeah, like we just. My friend. Or did they create a black hole, traveled back in time and altered what we believe that we experienced with the Mandela effect? I mean, it can't be. A, it can't be a coincidence that you have this theoretical scientist, this professor at this university who had this laser technology nine years. Interestingly, 2003, nine years prior to 2012. Again, nine and 12. Sorry, if, if I get too crazy, you can stop me. But nine years prior to 2012, finding the God particle and, and the basis of being able to slow down light would possibly by using lasers with this large Hadron Collider creating a black hole. And that was the way he was be able to send this information back in time. 
and this is this just happens to coincide with the the fracture of people's memories in 2012 of things like the Mandela effect all of a sudden it seems like time has been altered for some of us and some of these things aren't the same well i would say that time has been altered for you know if you're going down that theory time has been altered for all of us but the residual memories still remain and some of us are able right. to tap into that and, and and the only reason why i say all this is these are all examples of the possibility of time being malleable and is isn't that the key question when when talking about something like time travel we're postulating whether something like this is even feasible like we're, we've been told since our childhood this is just science fiction, fiction. Uh, I, I don't know man uh, there seems to be enough out there that listen this this guy has got some information um tesla was talking about gravity and um you know lasers you know interacting with gravity in the <laughs> the gravity of a black hole um <sighs> and again the, uh, I, I, the, I don't i don't i don't know man I, I don't know where to put it all i say that a lot Right. Does anybody honestly think, though, like if this technology is out there, that they're just going to be like, hey, we developed time travel. Hey, everyone, we can go back in time now. Who wants to see their future? It's not going to be the case. Right. That, that is no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a small group of people that have the ability to have access to the information. And nobody's nobody else is going to know right. about it. It's the same thing. And, and, and here's peers. what I would say. If, if scientists are curious as to whether or not that's even feasible what would they do if, if they were tinkering tinkering around with being able to say hey we're able to alter this information what would, do you think they would do they would they would alter it in a manner in which what they did with cartoons with advertisements they would start seeing if they would do what scientists do they'd create they would create these experiments they would be like well if this is true if we can really go back and alter information Right, because that's really what it is. Light is information. Right. Can we go ahead and take Curious George's tail off? Yeah. Let's see who notices. Let's see who notices. Oh shit, we did that. Right. So I I know the Mandela effect was a fun episode, and uh, you know this time travel thing is is, is sort of a, a fun episode too. But you know I, I think some of this stuff isn't so much science fiction. I think a lot of it is science suppression. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So I know I'm, I'm taking stuff from one subject matter and I'm taking stuff from, you know, a scientist and then I'm, I'm combining it. And, you know, I'm saying 2003 and nine years later in 2012. And then there's the nine and 12 again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help it. Right. And I will say this, the article that I saw, the article that I pulled the information up on, um, they had a caption and they had the hard, large Hadron Collider uh, right there. And they, they gave an example of the dimensions of it. And here's – this is interesting. The dimensions that they said or, or the examples that they said was it weighs as much as 10747 jets. Okay, 7 plus 7 is 14 plus 4 is 18. 1 plus 8 is 9. Interesting. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then it also said that it had 1,800 miles of cables to create this large hadron collider again 1800 one plus eight is nine i don't know where to put it but it's there and it was used as the example in the caption so again the number nine popping up 
I don't know if it's a divine number or <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know it sounds crazy. You know, these random number generators, uh, examples of it in, in nature. I don't know. I, I think time travel is not only viable, but I, I, I think it's happening constantly all around us. And I think certain people were able to tap into it, whether it's through science or consciousness. Definitely agree with you, my friend. Am I crazy? Well, like I said, like, uh, well, not like I said, like the uh, Wayland Jennings said, I may be crazy, but it keeps me from going insane. <laughs> That's where I got that. So I, and I love I it. Like that. I love it. I think we've really tapped into everything we could with time travel here. Uh, At least currently, of, I'm sure, right. I'm sure we can come up with more stuff, but I I'm think, sure. I think that's enough to wet the whistle of the, the listeners. I mean, without, without going into some more of the fictional side of it and opinionated side of it, you know, I, I think we've tapped into a lot of the possibilities, but Hey, if you're out there, look this stuff up, check it out. Just like any yeah, of give the us other podcasts. Yeah. 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 We want to know, we want to hear from you. Again, just like I said in the last episode, we we've got T-shirts. You may may get yourself a T-shirt if you uh, interact with us. We're not we're not looking to sell them. We're just looking to reward our listeners, our loyal listeners, yes. who we appreciate Absolutely. very very much. So, um, Jeffrey, do you have anything else to add to this episode before I sign us off here? Oh man, what else could I add? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> time. Listen, I believe. It is very possible. And, and anybody who claims that it's not trying to sell you a bill of goods. Sure. That's not worth anything at all. Nope. I think we're going to find out a lot more the more we dig into our friend Nikola Tesla as well. Uh, the guy is oh. just a marvel. He's uh, He was tapped marvel. into something, was he not? Oh, he definitely was. Definitely was. And I believe he even mentioned... The Akashic Record, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, trigger word. Uh, we can get into that sometime in the future as well. And we will, my friend. But until then. Until then. <laughs> <laughs>